You're listening to the Freelance Blend Podcast, Episode 126. Welcome to the Freelance Blend Podcast, where we entertain, educate, and engage freelancers from the Philippines and across the globe. And now, here's your host, Marv De Leon. Hello everyone and welcome to Freelance Blend Podcast. This is your host, Marv DeLeon. This is episode number 126. And I'm very excited because this is uh, for the longest time I haven't recorded a podcast episode na through my usual recording software which is GarageBand kasi dati we've been doing the interviews via Facebook Live. So, medyo na-miss ko yung intimacy ng podcast na nagsasalita ako sa sarili ko. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just came from a short vacation in Batangas. So, medyo nagre-recover pa from that uh, relaxing uh, vacation na it was quite cold in that area sa Batangas, actually it's in Laurel, Batangas, uh, great time to spend uh, with the family. Uh, maganda nga, it's very cold, as in you need uh, sweater talaga uh, throughout the day. Kasi, I think, ano ba tawag doon? Yung hanging amihan, is, uh, which brings yung cold air dito sa Manila. So, most specially kasi nasa bundok kami. So, mas malamig. So, it was really fun. Uh, as freelancers, we really need to, from time to time, take those uh, short breaks. Kahit mga staycation lang. And uh, it was really fun. And I hope, uh, yun nga, kayo will do the same. Now, for this episode is uh, an exciting episode as well. Because medyo bagong-bago tong ating episode. No, just kidding. Uh, we, uh, I was a part, uh, I attended a freelancer forum sometime in October of last year and I was able to get audio clips uh, yung, yung pangyayari, yung mga pangyayari doon sa freelancer forum which was hosted by Kath Kiambao of the freelancing.ph group. Uh, and it was, it's one of their yearly events and I really wanted to attend because nandun yung mga friends ko, uh, most especially si Mr. Mike Grogan who you've heard in a previous episode of the Freelance Blend podcast. Uh, yeah, and if you don't know, he used to be a workshop attendee of my personal branding workshop and after that uh, we became friends and I was happy to see him uh, speak at the event and at the same time aside from Mike uh, of course si Kath nandon uh, who was also I also interviewed before for the podcast so aside from Kath and Mike nandun din si Michael Brooks of Golands uh, if you remember him he was also a part of the show. I also interviewed him before. 
and he flew all the way from the US just to event uh, to just to attend this event that's why I wanted to be there to say hi and meet him in person he's uh, actually a very nice guy uh if you were able to listen to that episode if not just go to freelanceblend.com and search for Michael Brooks and you'll be able to listen to our interview so yeah, he was there and I met another person, uh, two more persons actually, si Tom Graham who's a friend of Mike and he's also an author. Uh, I was able to talk to him and uh, in fact, uh, after this uh, intro, after this intro that I'm doing right now, you'll be listening to... Kath Kiambao of Freelancing.ph. He's the founder of that group. And she will talk more about the Freelancer Forum. And after Kath, you listen to my interview. Uh, no, you listen to the panel discussion between yung mga names na sinabi ko kanina. Mike Rogan, Michael Brooks, Thomas Graham, and also Christian San Jose, who's a great designer. He designed the logo and uh, websites of top professional athletes in the U.S. like Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, and also Usher. So, hindi lang athletes, pati uh, stars. So, he... Uh, unfortunately, hindi ko na-record na yung kanyang presentation, pero napakaganda ng kanyang presentation. But I was able to record yung panel discussion uh, with those four guys. Si, si Mike Rogan, Thomas Graham, and Christian San Jose, and Michael Brooks. And then after that panel discussion, I was able to uh, interview naman Mike Rogan and Thomas Graham, where uh, where they'll talk about uh, what they're currently doing right now. So, yun, so this actually this Special podcast episode is three parts. So first, you'll hear Kath Kiambao, uh, who will talk about the Freelancer Forum. And next, you'll hear the the panel discussion between the four guys. And last is the short interview with Mike Grogan and Tom Graham. So I hope you listen. So... Uh, I really wanted to release this episode kasi maganda yung panel discussion and sayang naman if, especially especially for those who weren't able to attend that forum, this is your chance to listen to the uh, panel discussion na the panelists, the experts were able to answer questions from the audience. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hey, Marv. Thanks for attending the Freelancer Forum. Um, the forum is actually the first ever gathering for Filipino freelancers. And we started this uh, in 2015. Uh, now it's our second year and it's even bigger with amazing speaker lineup and the turnout of our community members. Our theme this year is inspiring world-class excellence because we really believe that Filipinos can make it big and compete in the global markets. The goal of the forum is to bring together and strengthen the freelancing community and provide them a venue or a learning meetup that will help them grow as freelancers. 
at freelancing.ph, we are truly community-driven, and the forum is just one way to live to our mission, which is to empower, to educate, and to inspire the Filipino freelancer. For this year, we opened the forum to both the experienced freelancers and those interested to be one. We also invited global brands that cater to freelancers, such as Golands. Um, the founder, Michael Brooks, flew all the way from the U.S. just to attend and speak on this event. We also have Payoneer and some homegrown platforms like OnlineJobs.ph, MyOutDesk, and of course, um, PayMaya. And we were privileged to have Christian San Jose, the man behind Kobe and Usher's websites, and Mike Grogan, who believe that Filipinos are world-class, to speak at this event. So, guys, I hope to see you in 2017. Um, make sure to subscribe to us so we can keep you posted of our upcoming events. Just visit our website www.freelancing.ph or you can also join our community in Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash groups slash freelancing.ph um, Stay tuned also for a lot of um, helpful guides, blog posts, interviews, and um, lots of local meetup coming soon. So, thanks guys. See you. Um, what other benefits do you get apart from flexibility or when you work in a What benefits? What are your benefits aside from flexibility? Anyone can answer. Anyone can answer. What are the benefits aside from that? Or flexibility? What are the other benefits of being a freelancer? What, are you asking what are the benefits aside from from pay and flexibility? Yeah. What else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you buy benefits with good pay? Um, it, it, it depends what's important to you, right? So if you have a good corporate stable job where you show up nine to five and you're happy and it's working for you, I say great. Keep it, and, and and in your spare time, build your digital reputation. And if 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 you're up for it, work a few hours after hours. Build your build your reputation. Work with as many people as you can, and make as many people as you can happy on your lunch break or your after hours. Um, and, and and that'll give you an element of security that if anything happens to that corporate job, you now have something to lean back on. And I think that's uh that's gonna. That's going to serve you very well in the future, and, and at least could serve you. And if not, you know, you made extra money, and and you made some people happy, and that's a that's a big win win. Okay, next question. Next question. Next question. Zino. Okay. Um, I'd like to ask, what are the challenges of doing freelancing? Who are you asking? I did, uh, I have a question to ask, uh, sir, Christian. Christian. Um, there are a lot. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, um, 
when you're in the job, you're competing with everyone else. Like more or less, you're working with everyone else, but you're competing with everyone else within that group. You're freelancing, you're competing with the world, right? So do whatever it takes to get your um, name out there. That's definitely a good thing. But you're asking about the challenges, right? Yeah, like competition, like um, setting yourself apart. Like learning the skills to set yourself apart, that's very tough as well. But yeah, it just takes time. I mean, if you put time in it, you'll get something out of it, right? Um, as with anything. Um, yeah, like sometimes you just have to do whatever um, no one else is as well. Like you do something that might might not be you, might not be you personally. Or you're, you might be shy in person, but online you're like the loudest person because it's what it takes to get that job or get your name out there. So um, it's very tough. It's a uh, but you you just do your work. You you improve every single time, and you know you're improving, and you take criticism, like do all of that thing, all of those things. Um, you'll set yourself apart, but it takes time. Next question, please. Yeah. Mr. Earl Allen. Uh, well, good afternoon. Uh, my question is regarding I've been three years for freelancing, but I've never been asked by other clients, like, can I get an increase? You know, you know what I mean? Just because I'm very, like, um, Reserve myself, like, are they going to get mad? We were like asking another uh, extra dollar for just because it's been up for I staying for, for him for two years and then it's, it's still the same rate. So, what is your tips in order to ask something for your uh, increased salary or some, some benefits? Uh, Mr. Uh, what, what are you doing right now? What, what kind of work are you doing? Uh, actually, I'm uh, in patients in patients of specialists. Uh, this is a certain software, and then I just also also experience in zero in accounting as a bookkeeper. Okay, so you do uh, bookkeeping and engineering. Is that what you're uh, actually, it's a marketing campaign software. It's very popular right now in in a small business uh, software tool for using a, a CRM. Oh, okay, so mar that's great. It's marketing software. The marketing people inherently are performance minded. Are there any performance metrics that you can pop into place? Any performance metrics? Any numbers that they're any expect expectations? Or is it just hourly or, or monthly work? It's only hourly. Oh, or probably a monthly. Okay. But like when, when you're doing your work, how do you measure your work? How do you measure your Actually, work? most Filipinos, I, I, like, I've been experienced. Like, I came from a Filipino uh, employee, and then he just gave me like a middleman. You know, when you're, when you're starting. And then I, uh, when I learned something from him and then experienced, and then I going to be independent and then look for another client. However, it's much more like 
Uh, I think it's a culture for us, like accepting anyone. Okay, whatever projects that you give me, and then I will do it. And then it keeps grow and grow your job fast. So I guess in understanding uh, what, what I know of what you're saying about culture, uh, and understanding what I know about hiring, I would pose it not so much as asking if I can have an increase. I would probably pose the question as, "Geez, uh, Mr. Employer, I really love working here. This is fantastic, um, and I love the value that I'm contributing." Uh, is there a way uh, for me to 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 grow? That's a good one. Is there a way for me to grow with the company? And inherently, grow also means income growth. Or is there some additional performance that I can put forward so that I can I can earn uh, some type of bonuses or or increases? Um, because I really love what I'm doing here and. And I'd love to know if I can do more so that I can grow with the company and, and, and grow my, grow myself also. And I think people genuinely appreciate that. It's not just saying, hey, I show up for work and I'm doing my, my same job and be taking more. Um, although I, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to increase. We, we, we do with the people we work with. We often give increases and, and bonuses and things like that. If a company's not doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean they won't. But that word grow is very fantastic. I really like to grow with the company, take on more responsibility. I'm looking to increase my commitment to the company. And I've been doing this great for this time. Is there any way that I can just focus on the company and I can put down, you know, any other ideas, any additional work I have to do to, to support to support my my own my own life? I'd rather just focus on, on you. Is that something you're open to? And would that help as maybe a, a soft, like a gentle way of, of reaching that point? You think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did anyone else have any thoughts on that? Any thoughts? Okay. Next question. Because you only have 15 minutes. <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh, first of all, thank you for a very inspiring speeches from everyone. I would like to address this question to you as well. Just to start off, uh, I've been uh, I've been uh, freelance for about years, and uh, when I meet up with my friends or people, you know, they kind of ask about my work, and I say, they they they, they give me this weird stare, like some sort of weird. <laughs> <laughs> They don't know what I'm doing, basically. Although, they go with their kids or something. Get the job, full time. And I, I feel this problem is persistent here in the Philippines that people aren't fully aware of the potentials of being a freelancer, the successes of the So, I have a lot of questions that you can answer whichever you want. What do you think are the biggest problems that Filipinos have that are preventing them from being freelancers? Um, what do you think needs to be done in order to break that wall? To introduce full-time people or kind of the traffic to, to get them to become freelancers. And, and um, so yeah, so thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, so so I, I was freelancer for a long time. Um, that, that's how I started. Um, I definitely know the, the stigma of like, how freelancers are viewed. 
uh, unreliable or bilatawawala. That's everybody's That's all I hear. Um, so, you, you sort of get why you, you're put in this box, right? But then you want to break this wall that we're reliable. We have to, um, we can do better work than everyone else, or we can do, we can offer more because we're more flexible, right? We want to be perceived as that. So basically, what what I did was separate myself from like um, my personal self, like being a freelancer, and made it into a company. Uh, I made a. It's basically still me, but I registered as a company, basically a sole proprietor. So that at least separated me from the other freelancers, and that made me more reliable, or at least more, um, okay, like, at least the view of the client, they'll, they'll say that, okay, he put enough time into registering his own business, he's serious about this. So that removes all the um, connotations of being a freelancer that they're unreliable, right? You're paying your taxes, you do your, you do your job, basically you, you do what's needed to be done, so that they trust you more. You put in your own work, right? So it gave me a lot of opportunity that when they were approaching me, they're not approaching just a guy, but well, they were just approaching just me, but they were approaching an entity. So that would help everyone out. Like don't just, like uh, at least that would be my intent, like don't just register for um, as um, a consultant or like, you know, there's one, right, that, that's separate from just before sole proprietorship. Uh, like you uh, go all the way. I mean, I mean, I, I hate taxes. I, I hate doing the. <laughs> I hate going to BIR twice a month. Like, if anyone of your entrepreneurs one six zero one E's and five by one N's, I hate that. Like at the end of the month. So, but you have to do it to get the benefits. Uh, not only like at least you're a legal entity. Like people treat you better. Like you're approaching it on a different level than everyone else. So that's what um, at least uh, set me apart as a freelancer. Even though it's, it, was still, uh, it was just still me for the, like maybe six months from when I started the company because I needed help. So. Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. It's a good question. The number one thing holding back the Filipino false beliefs. So there's a false belief about freelance. In the Philippines, there's a false belief about entrepreneurship. Let me ask a personal question about your parents. My parents, their expectation of me is to work in a big company. That's how they help find success. And a lot of Filipino families have also that expectation on their children. Become job seekers, not wealth creators. So if you're not working in a big company, you're maybe weird or strange. <laughs> and you're your own family members have this confusion, misunderstanding. So how I, the best advice I give is, on a daily basis, the Filipino freelancer, I believe, needs two things. Inspiration and empowerment. Learn faster than anyone else. Study success. There's so many successful examples of Filipino freelancers and entrepreneurs. There's so many. Get inspired by those stories and learn faster than anyone else. Empowerment, those skill sets. Do those two things every day that will give you the edge because it's really difficult. And I know Marv, you can relate to this. So many of you can relate to this. Your own family not understanding why you're doing this. And it's hard. 
But I think if you keep with it and look, people have those daily inspirations, those daily skill sets, I think that's what keep you going, keep moving forward in those difficult times. So I appreciate that. That's a, that's a very good point. It, it goes down to mindset. But you have to, one thing you want to think about is it's not just your own mindset. So your, your, your question is what's the barrier between you know, a successful freelancer and, and getting to work and living the life they want? Um, well, there's, there's barriers that you have. And I, I've talked a lot about there's, there's a sickness in freelancing that has gone down over the last decade. But I've seen it really, like, I, I've seen its ugliness. And that is where someone kind of goes, oh, I'll just hire some, please call them Odeskers. I'll hire some Odesker, and, you know, they'll build me a car for $10. You know, and there's this mindset, there's no connection to the human experience. So how do you humanize yourself? How do you how do you how do you break down the mindset of the of the expectation of the person who's hosting? How, how do you how do you get inside their head and, and say, okay, Mister Employer, um, it's my intention to create a massive amount, a massive uh, the, the exactly what you want or better at a great value, and and that's where people I think are starting to go. Um, the challenge is that people starting out, they kind of apply, they check things out, they don't get jobs right away, and then it's self It's a mindset. It's like, oh, I didn't get this right away, I, I posted, I didn't hear back, and it's like people think that something's wrong with them. It's not. You know, there's all types of things, reasons why someone selects one, selects one person over another. The jobs are out there. The work is out there. But the more you can do, and the more committed you are to showing your value, whether it's building your own blog site, collecting your own testimonials, making your own video, telling a joke, whatever you can do to create the, the perception of, hey, this is who I am as a human. I'm not just you know a picture in a round circle with a profile. This is, this is me as a human. I'm a human being. Here's a link to my Facebook page with the family pictures. Know who I am. And and, and that jumped out of you. Um, and then stick with it. And then just keep knocking on those doors. And, and then it comes out of it. It comes down to mindset. It comes down to commitment. And uh, every no is supposed to do yes and every other great motivational thing. But they're out there. And you got to knock on a lot of doors. But uh, understand the other guy's mindsets. See if you can find out who you're dealing with. Is it somebody who's, when you're going to apply, and is it someone who's used to do this? Which are great. These people have gotten through this. They know that there's immense value with working with, with people in, in the Philippines. They know there's immense value in working with freelancers. Um, and they know how. And then there's, you know, the guy who just wants to apply for $10. And, and it's like, he'll, he'll learn his lesson or he won't. Uh, continue on. Um, I have never been that great in the first place. But don't let that guy discourage you. Stay on the, the people and, and, and until you can get to a point and say, this is who I want to work with because well, my value is very great. This goes back to mindset. My value is fantastic. This is, I know with everything I put together, I'm going to bring this and this is the type of the client I want to work with. And it has to be more than money. We talked about other benefits. Other benefits, you know, purpose, um, money's in there, but, but growth 
You know, I want I want to be somewhere where I can grow. I want to be somewhere where I can contribute. I want to be somewhere where I can work autonomously, where I'm getting something to get done and I'm going to do it. And these are the messages that you've got. And, you know, you only have a little bit of time to kind of grab people's attention, right? You're not just posting a job saying, ah, I don't want to work. You know, you're, you're focusing, targeting the message and knowing who you are, getting that message out to the person you want to get to, that's going to give you your best shot. And the more you do that, the more you hone in on that, the more you practice, the more you apply, literally apply yourself, the greater the chance that you're going to find that deal, find that company that you're going to work with, find that relationship in a place that's going to be right for you. Very quickly, add, add something. I suggest you consider changing your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but the point I want to make is that as I'm a social entrepreneur, and I might be considered a bit of an outlier as a social entrepreneur, and yet I can tell you, I think this is the best place in the world to be a social entrepreneur because all of my friends are social entrepreneurs, and we all help each other, we encourage each other, we inspire each other the whole time. So as a freelancer, as an outlier yourself, I would say that networks like this are really important actually because you can get together you'll know people you have similar interests you maybe have similar lifestyles and you can encourage each other and inspire each other and help each other in exactly the same way so, that's what I have. Okay, uh, <laughs> I've been a freelancer for years now, and I have uh, I have a problem with marketing myself actually because I've been doing I've done some jobs that are confidential. So that's why how can mm -hmm. when and this confidential that happened to be the the big ones. Yeah. <laughs> so how can I you know promote myself to apply and digitally? Uh, even for a website, if I all I can say is just what my job is because most of the details are really with confidential researchers. So, how can I do that? So, I have the same thing, uh, um, I'm going through the same thing because I sold my company. Um, like early 2015. So with that company, it's all my portfolio, everything else. So I moved on to an advertising agency, and now I moved on to another advertising agency where I'm creating a new um, agency under it, um, Sachi by January. Um, so I don't have no, I have nothing. I have nothing to show for me. Like I can't use any of my work, but I can do talks and stuff like that, but th that doesn't bring me much work because I, I just love doing talks. So, um, I'm in the same dilemma. So what I'm doing right now is creating case studies that are uh, more or less the work, the same work I'm doing um, for my clients, but more like towards what I want to do. So it's personal work. But more or less like, um, I'm not sure, what, what do you do? Uh, like, I'm a researcher in history, genealogy, okay. and families. I research and research. Research, okay. So um, you can understand already why some sure. things are confidential. 
Right. And so, um, clients. <laughs> uh, do you have the flexibility to do research on a case study that's not for a client, more or less? Then that's, uh, yeah. And then you can do the best work for that because you're working for yourself and you don't have, and you know what, it's good, right? Like sometimes um, there are clients that, sometimes you feel you know a little bit better, you can do a little bit better, but because of the, the, um, the limitations of the project, or they have different tastes. You did it their way because it, it's what's needed to get done. But then here, your client is yourself. You can you up, you can apply yourself to the maximum level, right? So you can do case studies. Basically, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing sample work of stuff I want to do and stuff I want to be seen in the world, and that's gonna attract the kinds of clients that I want, right? So. Um, right now, I don't have anything to show for, for my website. So basically, I want to work more into like stuff that people actually use. So one of the key studies I'm doing is um, a cinema app where when you click on anywhere on the seating arrangement, you'd see the view, like the actual view of the where you'd be sitting in the like irrelevant to the screen. Like it's something super interactive, super simple, but it helps like, uh, get um, the experience a little bit better, right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a small thing. It doesn't have to be the big websites. It doesn't have to be like the, the amazing like any. It doesn't have to be for anyone. But it's something I want to do for myself. So that's gonna attract the kind of clients I want. In the same way, you do research for, I'm sure you, you have something that you've been wanting to do for a long time. Whether it's research or whether it's anyone else, like whether it's a, a marketing study or whether it's, um, like you can do accounting for the, you can account yourself. But anyway, um, you can do that. And then that, that's your sample work. It, uh, and then um, as like uh, I said, uh, you could do um, personal branding, like um, expose yourself more so that people see more of who you are and like, uh, show your family, like be active online. Because that's also one of the things that clients uh, usually um, skip, skip through. They see just exactly like just an avatar and a profile and no, you're not humanized at all. Yeah. Like who, who the hell am I working with? Like, like, I, I wouldn't want to work with this guy. Like, and uh, I'll move on to the next one. Has a lot more personality, and I think I can get along with them a little bit more. So, do more like personal branding, and do do more case studies, maybe too. Yeah. Other than that, like they they might have a few um, tips. Yeah, I disagree. I totally agree that uh, take some of the work that you've done, and 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 do do what you think that you would do if you had no restrictions. Write your own white paper and promote it as as your your research you're working, um, and, and that's one great way to promote yourself. Something that you're most proud of without without restrictions that shows that what you're doing you're doing because you love it and because you know it and uh, and get it out there. But great points. Thank you very much for asking the question and answering the question. <laughs> uh, for our next session, um, that's the last question. Right? So, 
Um, I would like to call for Ms. Kat and Ms. Joy to give the token of appreciation to speakers and they're going to sing PPAP. Yeah, one shot. Thank you very much. Our next uh, spot is for the for Miss Aki. She's going so guys, I hope you learned so much today. It's time to uh, leave the spotlight to our amazing sponsors, no? because our sponsors, the sponsors and today are really the, the people who help us in our freelancing area. No? So the first one is for Paymaya. I would just like to remind you to get your Paymaya cards. Uh, they're in the entrance. They have a promo if you use Paymaya until December 21, you transfer your Paymaya Okay, good evening to uh good afternoon to the listeners of Freelance Blend. I have with, here with me a few of my friends, Mike Grogan. Say hi Mike. Hey, hey folks, hey free, hey fellow blenders. Yes. <laughs> and Thomas Graham. Hi there guys. Yeah. I'm here at the Freelancer Fair and there both of them were the speakers here and at the Freelancer Forum. And maybe um I just would like to ask them what uh, what they do right now and um, what they can um, maybe offer or suggest to our freelancers uh, to become more successful freelancers. So maybe, Mike, I, I know you were in the podcast before. Yes, and very honest. Yeah, can you talk about what you do right now okay. after I interviewed you many, probably many months ago. So, mm, yeah. so what are you up to right now? Well, I, my short description is author, speaker, coach. So I have been traveling around the Philippines in partnership with Tom Graham here, uh, sharing our message of why we believe this is the greatest time in history to be in the Philippines, to be a Filipino, and especially the greatest time in history to be a freelancer in the, in the Philippines. So we feel very blessed that we get this opportunity to travel across this great, beautiful country sharing this inspiring message. Mm -hmm. And you, can you talk about the book? Oh yeah, the book I have, well, both me and Tom have written books about you, the Filipino. Mm -hmm. And we both have a similar experience of the living here, uh, the, it, having our f Filipino friends living in this beautiful country makes us better men, makes us mm -hmm. better people. We see so much opportunities in this great country. So Tom's book, The Genius of the Poor, about his life-changing experience living in the Philippines, especially with the work of Gawa Kalinga, and my book, very blessed that I got opportunity to highlight 21 world-class Filipinos, including the one, the man I'm been, I'm looking at right now, you, Mara, <laughs> and the rise of the Pinoy focusing on world-class Philippines. Both books are books to inspire and empower the readers to believe that this really is the greatest time in history to be in the Philippines. Okay. Thank you, Mike. And uh, now we're, we'll talk to Tom Graham. Um, Mike talked about your book, so can you tell more about our listeners, um, what you do sure. for God Kalinga and uh, why you wrote the book? 
Yeah, sure. So I guess in a, in a nutshell, I would be author, speaker, and social entrepreneur. Uh, I arrived in the Philippines about four years ago, expected to stay a couple of months. I was doing a business report on the country, and I met the founder of Gawad Kalinga. I interviewed him, uh, Tony Maloto. I got so inspired for his uh, vision, or by his vision for the Philippines to see to end poverty for 5 million families by 2024, that I ended up quitting my job and my rather comfortable uh, lifestyle living in Salcedo Village. And I spent one year living in Gawad Kalinga communities all across the Philippines. And uh, my experiences had a huge impact on me and how I see the world and my impact on the world. Um, so I, I, I wrote those experiences in the book, uh, The Genius of the Poor, which we published last year. And now I'm really spending a lot of time um, speaking to audiences, so speaking to schools, universities, corporations, and inspiring them um, with this message of world-class Philippines. But world-class Philippines is not the same as world-class UK or world-class USA. Yeah. I truly believe that the Filipino, through core Filipino values that have had a big impact on me, like mm-hmm. Bayanihan, like Walangiwanan, like Kapateran, mm-hmm. um, those values um, give the Filipino an opportunity to really m- define what world-class means. It's mm-hmm. not just about uh, uh, financial um, wealth or career p- uh, progression if that life that you're creating for yourself is just all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. But I've learned so much from the Filipino about what it means to, to, to live um, uh, in a more um, uh, uh, sort of sharing mm-hmm. and uh, Bayanihan culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's the message that Mike and I are sharing when we speak to schools and universities mm-hmm. and corporations is to say uh, Filipino can not only not not only can every single Filipino um, uh, be 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 worthy and capable of becoming mm-hmm. world class, but you can show the rest of us, mm-hmm. even us Westerners, yeah. what world class truly mm-hmm. means. So so that's the speaking, and then the, just the final side. Uh, uh, as a social entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I have a, a a travel company called Make a Difference or Mad okay. Travel, and we mm-hmm. work with Gawad Kalinga communities all across the country um, to create experiences which are not only fun. Mm-hmm but fulfilling as well. Thank you for that teaser of what uh, you do. And uh, I promise that we'll have a longer interview so that I can ask more about uh, your your advocacy and why you love the Philippines as much as Mike does. And I'm just curious, how how did you guys meet? Did you you know each other before writing the book or... I became a fan of Tom <laughs> before I met him, as embarrassing as that is to say. <laughs> but I read his book a year ago, and someone recomm- recommended the book to me. I kind of resisted because it was written by an Englishman. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Joe Klang. I'm Irish, so I can make fun of him. But I started to read the book, and it's full of about maybe 30 or 40 different stories of his experiences in these communities. And I was like, wow, this is a world-class book. This is one of the best books written by a foreigner about the mm-hmm. Philippines. So I became a fan and I started, before I met Tom, I started gifting this book to my Filipinos that I've met around the world. Mm-hmm. In US, in Africa, in Europe, I started gifting this book. And then I guess through the GK network, the Gawad Kalinga network, I got to meet 
um, the time. And it was, when I met him, it was quite disappointing, of course. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, he's kind of better as a mystical figure. <laughs> we're and, uh, we're no. still having him on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Still yeah. Here, man. Still oh, here. he's right beside me. I forgot People that he's right here. <laughs> not listen to, to, our, to our interview. So I, I may have to edit. Oh, yeah, edit, edit that bit out about disappointment. Now, I'm only, and we came after, yeah. um, about maybe six months after, um, I met him and we should share, share similar passions and mm-hmm. we became very good friends. And speaking buddies, I guess we share the stage now, what, 70 plus times, Tom, in the last four months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a very similar message and very experienced, yeah. so we partner together. Yeah. So before we end this interview, maybe final message on how Filipinos can become world-class Filipinos? Um, I guess through, we were talking about this earlier in the forum, finding finding your 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 passion. And I think freelancers are that much more likely to be able to find that mm-hmm. that that passion because they're really doing what they want and they mm-hmm. feel a, a, a little bit more 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 freedom so um my my four years here in the philippines has been really characterized by meeting people who have been very very brave in their life decisions going mm-hmm. back to gk founder yeah. tony maloto mm-hmm. to all of the social entrepreneurs that i hang around with uh, mm-hmm. and i'm fortunate enough to call friends uh, today so that they, they've made a stand and they've mm-hmm. made a decision to do things slightly differently to be an outlier mm-hmm. in society because they believe it's right so mm-hmm. if anybody listening out there you know is is still uh, needs that perhaps that slight additional mm-hmm. encouragement to, to, to take the plunge as mm-hmm. a freelancer or to take that project or make a brave decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, uh, you know, obviously encourage them to, uh, <laughs> not <Just> jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jump. If you believe it's right, jump. Because I've, I've been one of the reasons I'm still here in the country, in this country. And I love being here is that I've met so many people who have jumped mm-hmm. because they've done what they felt was right. And mm-hmm. they certainly haven't looked back since. Okay. So. Very well said. Mike, well, maybe I'll, I'll end with my favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes, and it's from the Apostle Paul in Romans, do not conform to the thinking of this world, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that really echoes what Tom just said about not conforming to what everyone else is doing and mm-hmm. um, not conforming to what maybe your parents or other friends are doing. That, that really is, there's a freelancer, there's an entrepreneur spirit in you, there's a little champion in you that is screaming to get out and i think for you to become world class the listener you need to make that those courageous decisions just like so many of your listeners already have made to do something differently to add value to the world so it takes a lot of courage and um, it takes a lot of uh, resilience but that's what makes the filipino so unique and that's what in my opinion gives the filipino advantage over the entire world because of these natural characteristics that they've inherited from generation to generation. So be world-class by not conforming with what everyone else does. Thank you very much, guys. I think uh, they might be calling us. So thank you very much for uh, this short uh, interview. And good luck and God bless to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Marv. Yeah, world-class Filipino, Marv. Yes. You're a world-class Filipino. <laughs> okay, so... Thank you for listening to the three parts of this special podcast episode where you were able to listen to Miss Kath Kiambao of Freelancing.ph and you were able to listen to the panel discussion uh, with Mike Rogan, Thomas Graham, Christian San Jose, and Michael Brooks. I hope you were able to distinguish yung voices nila. But if not, at least uh, you were a- I hope you were able to take away something 
from what they share during the panel discussion. And last but not the least, uh, I hope you like my interview with Mike Ro- Rogan of bestofyou.ph and also Tom Graham or Thomas Graham who wrote the book uh, The Genius of the Poor. And before I go, I'd like to invite you to our meetup this coming February 9th. It will be in BGC at the V office in Fort Legend Tower. And uh, that will be February 9th, Thursday, 6.30pm to 9.30pm for the Creatives and Entreps Mixer. To sign up, just please go to freelanceblend.com slash meetup. Feb 2017. Again, that's freelanceblend.com slash meetupfeb2017. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening and peace to everyone. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Freelance Blend podcast. For more details about the show and our thriving freelancer community, please visit us at www.freelanceblend.com.